Hi, my name is Kyle J. Critchlow from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a student at the University of Utah, and I just wanted to voice my support for the student loan forgiveness plan proposed by President Biden. If I'm understanding it correctly, I would qualify for the full $20,000 student loan forgiveness, which would virtually eliminate all of my student loans. For me and my husband, this ability for us to put $20,000 into a savings account for us to hopefully start the surrogacy process, and that really is life-changing for us. So thank you, President Biden, for giving us the ability to literally uh, hope to one day start a family. Those are some of the voices of LA Times listeners and readers who called in to give us their take on President Joe Biden's announcement last week about his long-anticipated student debt relief plan. The burden is so heavy that even if you graduate, you may not have access to the middle-class life that the college degree once provided. This is a promise Biden campaigned on and that many Democrats have been pushing for years. It helps both current and future borrowers and will fix a badly broken system. At least 20 million Americans who attended college could have their debt completely canceled under Biden's announcement. And if you're one of those folks, hey, this may be your time to pour one out for yourself. Cheers to you. But the move is unsurprisingly stirring debate among the right and the left, but for completely different reasons. And just before the midterms. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, essential news from the LA Times. It's Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Today, as part of our coverage of the 2022 midterm elections, we talk about how the student debt forgiveness decision is going to impact the generation of college graduates, the midterms, the economy, and maybe even the future of higher education. People hate the term, make America great again. They think it's a pejorative, but Biden, by doing this, is making America great again. This is going to be a game changer for a lot of people out there. A lot of people who are working really, really hard to just survive. Arit John is an LA Times staff writer based in Washington, D.C. Arit, welcome to the Times. Glad to be back. So how did this happen, this huge movement? Because when I was going to college 20 years ago, no way would anyone who took out loans would ever imagined that you could get them forgiven. I mean, you'd like to, but like it was just too impossible of a dream to ever imagine, you know? So the cost of college has just been rising exponentially. And like the average amount that people have been borrowing has been going up and up and up. After the financial crisis in 2008, there was really this growing movement. You know, we had Occupy Wall Street, but also this growing movement of why am I taking on this debt? Sick and tired of being unemployed. For three years, I've been looking for a job, and all I get is, we'll call you. I've heard that so much that I'm beginning to believe that's my middle name. I mean, a lot of people feel like the government is making money off of them, which, you know, that's even up for debate if the government makes money from student loans. But people felt like college should be affordable, like at least there should be a public free college option. And so there's this growing movement to go on strike, basically, to say, you know, I'm not paying these loans. These loans aren't fair. 
And I think that Congress over the years has started to pay attention. There have been moments in the past where Democrats wanted to give people the chance to refinance student loans. There have been efforts to just to make it different ways to make it more affordable. And I think we saw in 2020 during the Democratic primary, that's when student loans really became a campaign issue. And you had people like Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren saying, forgive 50,000, forgive all of it, just completely cancel student loan debt. Here's the deal. Even if you don't have student loan debt, you will be helped by seeing student loan debt canceled because it will help our economy. And then you had all 20 plus people who ran for president as a Democrat in 2020 had some version of a student loan plan. And then you have Biden who did not want to go the direction of broad forgiveness, but he did promise to forgive 10,000. And he wanted to do it through Congress, but it's been clear that Congress has struggled to pass like sort of a comprehensive education reform bill for years. So then we get to this point where he's getting pressure from the left saying, you know, forgive 50,000, forgive like 10,000 isn't even enough, but you at least need to do what you promise. And then on the right, you have conservatives saying like, this isn't fair to people who didn't go to college, people who already paid off their bills. The favorite phrase, like the latte sipping basket weaver master's degree people, but I mean, it's a much more complicated issue than that. I paid my student loans long ago, and thankfully I didn't have to pay much back. So what are the numbers around this? Like, how much is a loan forgiveness and what are the limits? Yeah, the thing about this is that there are 43 million people who have some form of federal student loan debt to a total of $1.6 trillion. And then there are millions of people who didn't go to college, or there are people who, like, you went to college and paid off their debt, or there are people who went to college and were able to pay for it. And then there are all the people who looked at the cost of college, looked at the burden of paying back student loan debt, and decided, you know, that's not for me. So now we have this proposal from President Biden that will eliminate the student loan debt of about 20 million people. About 27 million people will qualify for up to 20000 in loan forgiveness because they received Pell Grants as undergrads. And so it's setting off this big debate about, on the one hand, like, is this enough for the people who wanted full forgiveness? Is this too much for the people who aren't benefiting from it? And what does it look like going forward in terms of actually fixing the main problem, which is the exponential rising cost of college. So the numbers, it was like 10,000 for one person or something like that? Yeah. So the plan that um, President Biden released says that if you make under $125,000 a year or your household makes under $250,000 a year, you'll qualify for 10,000 in loan forgiveness. If you received a Pell Grant, which is a grant for low-income students, if you received a Pell Grant at any time while you were in college, you'll be eligible for another 10,000 in forgiveness. And Biden also announced that there was a loan repayment freeze on them because of the pandemic and it was about to expire. But now he's actually extended it until the end of the year. This has been going on since March 2020 when President Trump and Congress first started this pause, which said, you know, you don't owe on your federal student loans and interest rates are zero from now until whenever the pause ended. And it's been extended and extended and extended. Biden got into office. It's been extended, extended. And, you know, this time the Deadline was supposed to be August 31st. He waited until basically the last minute to say, okay, this is the final, final, final extension 
to December 31st to sort of give people some time because, you know, this forgiveness process, people are going to have to fill out applications. People have a lot of questions. The people who are issuing the loans, they have to have time to actually get up to speed on this. So they're giving everybody a few months sort of transition back into payments in January. Does Biden actually have the authority to make all of this happen? Because, you know, this is pretty big news. That's been the debate for a while. The Trump administration, basically on the way out the door, the Department of Education released a memo saying that presidents don't have the authority to forgive student loan debt. And when Biden came into office, he had the Department of Education come up with their own memo. And this was sort of like a big push and pull between Congress, especially people like Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who wanted Biden to forgive 50000 and the White House, they just never released that memo for months and months and months. And now, with this forgiveness plan out, they're basically arguing that under the HEROES Act, the 2003 law that was basically passed to help people with their student loan debt in cases of emergency, and in this case, like right after the 9-11 attacks. So basically, the administration is saying that that law gives them the authority to forgive student loan debt during this current emergency, which is the COVID-19 pandemic. So if this is unprecedented as a presidential action, is anyone threatening to sue? There's definitely a threat of a lawsuit out there. You know, we even saw like Republicans in Congress trying to pass bills to like block this. The biggest challenge to any lawsuit is that you have to prove standing. You basically have to be able to say, like, this effort to forgive student loans, like, hurts me personally. And that's going to be a big challenge because Congress isn't raising new taxes or anything to pay for this. They're just adding it to the deficit. So it's hard to say, like, who individually is harmed by this. After the break, the political and economic implications of the decision. Those of us that didn't qualify initially for loans because of our nationality are continuing to be left out of the equation. I applaud the Democrats, but I wish they'd come up with a more creative and equitable solution. Having this is a game changer for me because it makes me feel like I can breathe. Makes me feel like that the money I'm saving will be going towards big life things I would like to be doing or ways I can advance in my career. So, Arita, the midterms are basically two months away. We have to consider the implications of Biden forgiving some of those student loans. And each side is already staking their positions on this. So let's start with the Democrats. How are they reacting? I mean, overall, Democrats are supportive. I mean, for like 27 million people, this is life changing. In a few weeks, their student loan debt will be wiped out. Democrats are obviously very pleased about that. But there's also, you know, a lot of Democrats who wanted more, who say this is just the first step. This is not 50000 in student loan. This is a, a drop in the bucket for people with sixty, dollars $80,000, $100,000 in student loan debt. So there's a sort of a mixed bag on the Democratic side. You talked with Eric Swalwell. He's a Congress member, a Democrat who represents parts of Northern California. So Congressman Swalwell, he went to college, originally on a soccer scholarship, got injured, took out loans for undergrad, took out loans to go to law school. And now, you know, he's a member of Congress. At one point, he had nearly $200,000 in student loan debt. And he's been, wow. yeah, he's been paying that off for about 15 years. And now he's down to 85000 And his big thing is, 
you know, he has three younger brothers who didn't go to college and he's not comfortable with the idea of saying that argument of like your tax dollar shouldn't go towards like forgiving my debt. With three younger brothers who did not go to college, I would have a hard time looking them in the eye and telling them that I deserve to have my debt wiped out and that it would essentially be paid for by their hardworking taxpayer dollars. And, And so I hesitate to support, you know, just kind of a blanket across the board cancellation. But his compromise, which I sort of heard organically from a lot of student loan borrowers I've talked to, is that it's the interest rate that really gets people, especially when you either are delinquent or are in forbearance or just like you're not able to pay the full amount of your loan and whatever you are paying is going towards interest and so your balance keeps going up. What I think is a longer term solution is to get rid of the interest that borrowers are paying on federal loans. And I really don't believe the federal government should be making money on the interest and that if we brought the interest to 0%, you would see, depending on the borrower, the median student loan amount is $37,000 a year. And so the interest on that is between $600-$700 in that neighborhood a year. And so that cash each year I'd rather put into the pockets of everyday Americans. And so what if you forgave the interest that people have now and you set the interest rate at zero going forward? So that's been sort of his bill that he's been pushing for the last couple of sessions of Congress. The problem is that it's been so hard to get traction for any sort of like moderate reform, if you can even call it that, to student loan debt. And that everything has sort of been pushed on like forgiveness and how much forgiveness will it be? What about the Republicans? What's been their reaction to uh, Biden's move? On the Republican side, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said this is a slap in the face of people who paid off their debts or people who didn't go to college. I mean, it's almost as if like going to college is a liberal issue. We don't really see Republicans coming up with as much legislation to address college costs or address student loan debt. And it seems like for them, it's not really a winning issue. But I mean, because this is seen as like a people under 40 issue. It's definitely more of a something that Democrats need to focus on. And I think for Republicans, it seems like there's not a lot of political gain in backing something like this, but there is a lot of gain in sort of saying like President Biden is trying to buy votes by handing out $10,000 and $20,000 to people. Will that work though? Do you see young voters, especially more liberal voters, go out and support Democrats because of this issue, because of what Biden did? I think it'll depend on what actually happens with the rollout of this. If it's a smooth rollout, especially so close to the midterm elections, if there's a legal challenge that's successful or that delays this. But at the end of the day, this is what Biden said he was going to do. Just holding people up. They're in real trouble. They're having to make choices between paying their student loan and paying their rent, those kinds of decisions. It should be done immediately. He said that he would forgive 10000 in student loan debt, and he is accomplishing something. And I think one of the things that Democrats have struggled with over the last two years is they made all these big promises. Go out and vote. Help us get back the Senate. Go out and vote. Help us, like, keep the House. And they got their 50-50 Senate. It's a coin toss, but it's still there in charge. They kept the House. They have the White House. And what have they been able to pass? And in recent months, especially with the passage of the Inflation Reaction Act, we've seen that like the White House 
is able to pass stuff. The Biden administration is able to get things done and fulfill some of those campaign promises. So if you're a voter, yes, you're thinking about inflation. Yes, you're thinking about the cost of gas. But you're also seeing these news stories about, okay, Biden said he was going to do something and he did it. And now you're seeing all these people who maybe haven't really talked about their debt as much coming out of the woodwork and saying, like, you know, this changed my life. Huge anxiety off my shoulders. I can use that extra money to save up for a house, help out my mom pay rent, save up for a new car, and just get on with my life. It would just allow me to focus on literally everything else that I have um, in terms of bills. You know, I could just focus on rent and insurance and my cat Ollie. I won't have to worry about making those payments and instead we'll be able to focus my money into becoming a homeowner and just spending and using that money to stimulate the economy, basically. So it's hard to say, but I think that polling has sort of shown, too, that people are more supportive of targeted relief, especially for people who aren't wealthy, than they are of blanket forgiveness. And I think that's what the Biden administration was banking on. What about the opposite, this idea that this is only helping more affluent people. Is this going to motivate conservatives to go out to the ballot box and take it on the Democrats, on Biden? I think that's a little bit harder to say. The argument the Biden administration has been making is that nobody was upset when the PPP loans were forgiven, which, you know, that's not really an apples to apples comparison. But I think that it's more likely to get people to be enthusiastic about voting because you did something for them than to get people voting because they're upset that the government did something to help someone else. And I think that for conservatives and Republicans more broadly, there's a lot of reasons to help Republicans take back the House and take back the Senate than like this one issue. More with Arit after the break. Ari, how will forgiving some student loans further impact higher education as a political plank? Because, you know, we've had so many debates over the past couple of decades about the campus culture wars, but I've never really seen those debates influence elections. But again, I think forgiving loans, it could seem like a whole other matter to at least make people think like, hey, higher education is an issue that is political and we need to figure out how to fix some of the things that a lot of people say are are wrong with them, especially on the financial part. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. This idea that the campus culture wars and this belief that campuses are not places of free speech, that like conservative voices are being like smothered or canceled on campuses. When you combine that with this idea of people are going to these like quote, quote, liberal colleges and taking on this debt, should the government be helping them? And what are the politics of that? But I think that to the extent that both parties are concerned about like helping student loan borrowers, the main issue is, I think there's sort of a mutual agreement that colleges are charging too much money and they're just constantly raising the costs. And I think that conservatives and Democrats can get behind that. I think the question is, how do you pass a major piece of legislation that hold colleges accountable, either in terms of, okay, you guys are raising prices, but are people graduating in four years? Are people getting jobs in four years? And we've even seen from the Biden administration sort of this effort to this like really broad effort to tackle the schools that like the ITT techs and the Corinthian colleges of the world that made false promises about job prospects and used that to get federal loan money and basically defrauded students. And now the Biden administration has forgiven 
$32 billion in debt for people who went to those schools. But there's a bigger question of how do you hold those schools accountable and how do you hold like sort of more credible schools accountable for jacking up costs and not really setting people up to pay those loans back. If the Democrats keep the House and the Senate in the midterms, do you think Biden goes even further and forgives more student debt or tries to do something to reform the cost of higher education altogether? I don't foresee him trying to forgive more debt. I mean, we saw how long it took him to do this, and this is what he promised. I think that if you look at like his platform from 2020 when he was running for president and just what the education department has done, Biden has really been focused on using the current system and improving the current safety net to help borrowers. To me, the big thing out of this announcement last week was actually the reforms to the income-driven repayment plan, that now it'll be instead of 10% of your discretionary income, like borrowers can cap their payments at 5%. And then it's more generous in terms of what's discretionary and what's not. And then on top of that, like normally if you're in one of these plans, your payment could be as low as zero, but you're still racking up interest on what you're not paying. And this plan will basically forgive or pay off the interest that people's payments aren't covering. And then it also cuts down the amount of time you have to pay before your loan is forgiven. And that's sort of like a very typical Biden approach to student loan debt. Use the current system that's there, income-driven payment, and make it better using the borrower's defense to repayment, which helps students who feel like they've been defrauded by their schools. Like, take that program and beef it up. Make sure that people are actually getting their loans forgiven if they went to ITC Tech, if they went to Corinthian College. So that's sort of his approach. And I think that if Democrats maintain the House and the Senate, which we'll see what happens in November, I think that he will encourage Congress to work towards holding colleges accountable. He'll work on like pushing that rule, but I think that he's not a fan of blanket forgiveness. This didn't change my life because I didn't go to school because it was so expensive. And I've been paying off cash and I've been working really hard. So thanks for nothing. All these kids are going to have their loans paid, and it's just not fair for the others who worked really, really hard. Biden's plan to lower student debt is going to make a huge impact on my life. I was homeless as a teenager. I actually ran away from home when I was 12, and I didn't have a lot of uh, family or anybody really to help me or support me by the time I was able to get off the streets and go to college. So I was a Pell Grant recipient. I received tons of scholarships. I got free tuition from UCSB. The problem was is none of that covered housing. So I ended up having to take out about $10,000 student loans for two years of rent. Now looking towards getting my loans partially forgiven, it's going to make a big impact on my life and actually gives me hope that I might have some kind of future. As an international student, I never actually qualified, neither did my husband. And so we had to take out private loans. And I basically right now we're paying them back at about between 15 to 20 percent of our total income each month. And so this is actually creating yet another barrier towards us as immigrants fully embracing the American dream. 
Finally, we've been hearing from the voices of people who have called into us and expressed their opinions on this whole student loan forgiveness. What about the people in your life? How have people who are affected by this, how have they reacted? It's been really interesting. You know, I've talked to friends who didn't finish college and have had their loans forgiven. I mean, I've talked to people who you know, maybe paid off their loans or got scholarships, but they're happy for people who who did it. And then, I, you know, I've talked to people who wish it was more. Like, one of the first stories I did this year on student loan debt was this woman, Kayla Camacho, in California, and she has a little more than $60,000 in student loan debt. Part of me is excited. I'll, I'll take $10,000 any day. Um, <laughs> so part of me is excited. I was excited the it was going to continue as well. I was already like planning like, okay, what does it mean if on the 1st of September I have to make a loan payment? And, you know, she's happy to get the 10000 in forgiveness. But at the end of the day, like she still has a loan burden that maybe feels a little like insurmountable. In the grand scheme of things, like it won't make, it will make a difference, but it will not be like astronomical in my loan situation in particular. And so... Uh, while I'm grateful for it happening, it also will not like vastly change the trajectory of my loan repayment plans. And she's one of the people I've talked to is sort of like, you know, I'd really like to see something done to the interest rate. So I think that there is a mixed bag of reactions across the spectrum. Arit, thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of The Times, essential news from the LA Times. David Toledo, Denise Guerra, and Ashley Brown were the jefes on this episode, and Mario Diaz mixed and mastered it. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, David Toledo, and Ashley Brown. Our editorial assistant is Madeline Amato. Our engineers are Mario Diaz, Mark Nieto, and Mike Heflin. Our editor is Kinsey Moreland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera, Shani Hilton, and Hiba Elorbani. And our theme music is by Andrew Eben. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this month. Gracias.